Welcome to another episode of the Victory Baptist Church podcast. This podcast is a ministry of Victory Baptist Church in Valdosta, Georgia. To learn more about our ministry and the impact it has had in our community for over 50 years, visit VictoryBaptistValdosta.com. Now let's listen to today's message from God's Word. Daniel chapter 6, if you'll find your place there. I'll try to give you just a little thought and a very brief thought, hopefully. And I won't, I really won't, I will mind the time. I'm so thankful for the church. Um, I know that we, um, I gave Preacher a thank you card uh, for what you did for us on our trip uh, before we left. And I just want to say thank you. I really appreciate it. We have such a great church. And uh, you are so, I'll drink Preacher's water. Someone sit this back here. And I like him, but I don't want to drink his water. Amen. And, uh, but uh, do thank, I'm so thankful for our church. Such a great place. Uh, it really is a great place to raise a family and is so very important. The things that he was saying about the school, uh, he's seen it for 40 years, but in the, in the last couple of years, man, you see the weight uh, of those things in the classroom every, almost every day. And uh, the, uh, I was in Live Oak, we were playing a ball game the other night in Live Oak, and the lady who runs their um, learning center, it's an ACE school as well, and I was asking her, I said, so tell me how's school going? She looked at me kind of funny, and, and, uh, and she started to tell me and the same story that, that we're experiencing, the same story that they're experiencing. And so uh, it's not uncommon. Um, I, I've heard the same, some of the same things about some of the suicides. Um, our, our children are, have been put under a, an enormous amount of pressure, and uh, we don't see it because we don't think, uh, you know, we, we just don't think the same way, but, but it's there, and uh, I, I appreciate it. I sure appreciate it. Um, the church and its emphasis on our young people. Um, I am a benefactor of that, and through my children. And a while ago, they was asking for all of those that played uh, ball for the school. Uh, I looked around, everybody around me was standing up. I said, well, I'm not going to sit here. I've been coaching for 13, coached the boys 13 years. I was with the girls, four or five maybe, I don't remember. I was like, I've, I've got to be some kind of grandfathered in or something, right? And uh, I've been on the court and all that, tied shoes and and wipe noses and all those other things. You didn't think you'd do that in basketball, but you do. And blown out shirts and socks and shoes. And I'll never forget one practice. Angela uh, Robson was, she showed up and her shoes didn't work. And, and Angela, you know, she's tall as I am, taller probably. And uh, something about her shoes was wrong. And I was right in the middle of practice. I just kicked my tennis shoes off and she put them on and ran through the rest of practice. And uh, saw a video the other day, and I'll quit. I uh, saw a video the other day, uh, somebody shared it, of the kids putting whipped cream in mine and Brother Drew's face, and uh, I, I forgot all about that, and, uh, but it's so, I, it absolutely, um, you, you just, so, so enjoyable to serve the Lord, and so enjoyable to invest in people. I just, I, I'm thrilled at what all the Lord has done. Daniel chapter 6, let's just read one verse, and I want to make some comments, and then uh, we will, uh, we'll start in verse 28. And then I'll make some comments. I want to go through the chapter, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, I'm, going to re- I'm going to hit a couple high- highlights, and then I'll give you the thoughts, and then we'll get uh, to the food. I do want to say this. Hey, if you consider yourself young, hang around, all right? And uh, bro- Brother Greg and I talked about it, about who to, how much to order for. And he sa- I, I said 50. He said, no, 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 like 25. And I said, well, maybe 40. And he said, well, that sounds fine. And so when I called, I said, I, I need to order for 50. And so uh, you... you 
Uh, you know, I, I, it's the Tracy Jones special I asked for, and, uh, which is always a little too much. A little too much is better than a little too little. And uh, so you hang around my class, the other classes, if you want to hang around with us, we sure appreciate it and looking forward to a great time. Daniel chapter 6, let's read verse 28. And the Bible said in verse 28, it's the end of the chapter. And in verse 28, it said, So this, this Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus, Cyrus the Persian. So this Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius. He, the Bible talked about how that he prospered. Fatherless, uh, we ask you, Lord, to bless your word, speak to our hearts and lives. We ask you, Lord, to uh, help us to focus. Lord, our minds are a little scattered. And, uh, Lord, very well, uh, pastor, to just went on and preached. But Lord, I pray you'd help us and uh, speak to our hearts and lives, do the things we need done in Jesus' name. Amen. And Daniel chapter number 6, I, I used this in chapel a couple of days ago, and, uh, and I was uh, working on some things for the week, and, and I went back through this a little bit this afternoon and wrote some, a few notes down and wanted to share them with you. So uh, there are some, and what I used and shared in chapel was is there's some life lessons uh, about, the, about Daniel here that we find. And so I just thought about some life lessons uh, from Daniel. And uh, in, in, in verse 28, he made the comment, he said, this Daniel. And so it's not this Daniel, it's that Daniel. Uh, it's the Daniel of the Bible. And uh, there's some lessons, I think, that we can learn from his life <clears throat> if we're endeavoring to be prosperous. Our goal, for, our goal for our children, the reason Preacher is so touched and moved uh, about a, a, a something that would seem as trivial as a ball game is the, the importance, the emphasis uh, of putting our young people in a place that they might prosper. And we know, we understand that there are multiple facets to a person's life. There, we know there's the spiritual. And, and we put the emphasis there. We, we preach and we teach and, and we endeavor to pour the, pour the Word of God into their lives. And we know the spiritual's there. We know that the emotional's there, and we, uh, but we also know that, that that physical part of their lives is important, and, and it's, a, it's a growing process. And so uh, we, want our young, we want our young people to be prosperous, but the truth is, is that we just want to do well. We want to be successful in life, and uh, there's some things that I think we can find here in Daniel's life in chapter number 6 uh, that would help us. Of course, you know this text very well. In Daniel chapter 6, in verse number 1 and 2, uh, we, we see a few things. But in verse number 3, the Bible said, Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and the princes. It talks about uh, how that he was preferred. We, we know that he was taken into captivity with the people of Israel. We, we, we uh, preacher was talking about some of these effects of some of the things that have gone on. And, and some of the things that have gone on over the last couple of years are, are very real and very, very genuine. And then, but a lot of those are very political and very politically driven, very motivated. And, and they do not have our best interest in mind or at heart, and so we can see both of those, but uh, in those places of undue and unnecessary oppression, we see some truths. We realize that the government in Daniel's life was not for him. They was not for his God. He was taken into captivity. Uh, he, they were not for his God. They were not for his lifestyle. They was not for his customs or his traditions. And we know we live in a world today that is much the same way. And so Daniel here has been taken into captivity. Uh, but the Bible said that he was preferred. In spite of his circumstance, or his circumstances, Daniel excelled anyway. 
We can, and I just want to give you a message, is that we can excel in our lives, in our walk with God, in spite of the circumstance. My circumstances do not dictate my joy. They do not dictate my walk with God or the success that I have in my life between me and God or our God. So we see this truth to be found. We also find out in verse 4 how that the, the presidents and the princes, they sought to find occasion against Daniel. Anytime that you're successful there or, or that you're happy, have you ever been in a place, in a room, you walked into a place and you were pleased and you were having a good day and you walked in and you was in a room full of grumps? Are you a room full of people that just weren't satisfied? They weren't happy. They, they had just been all, and, and boy, they just, they're miserable at your success. Miserable at your joy. They start kind of edging at you, kind of poking and prodding a little bit, trying to find out why it is. Because they want you. Misery really does love company. Daniel here, though, he's preferred, and because of his success, because of his excelling, these, they sought to find occasion against him. They're not pleased because, because he seems to be doing well. Winners are always somewhat, in some regards, hated. Then said, in verse number 5, he said, uh, we shall not find occasion. They're about halfway through the verse. Or, uh, uh, the, then said these men, we shall not find occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of God. Daniel is known for following the law of God. And I'm just going to tell you something. We still can. We can still serve God. Listen, I don't care what they outlaw. I don't care what uh, is poured out upon the church. Uh, we, we can look at history. Preacher's been talking about uh, that uh, trail of, uh, not the trail of tears, I won't say the fox, the trail of blood. I thought about the fox's book of martyrs. But either one of those, listen, the truth is, is, is listen, no matter what we've seen through history, uh, that the world and, the, and governments that hated the things of God, hated the church, hated the Christian, hated the Bible, listen, but we're still, listen, we are capable in spite of all those things of being successful. We can, listen, well, I'm just going to go on with God. Amen. I love that message the preacher preached the other day, and 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 I, I, I I've been it's been a mantra in my mind the last several weeks. I'm just gonna we're just gonna go on anyway. We're just gonna keep going. Just gonna serve God in spite of all of it, no matter what it is they do. By the grace of God, we're just gonna continue on. We see these things in verse number, and I believe that about education. I believe that about the things we do with our young people. I believe that about the school. I believe that about the youth programs. I believe that about the King James Bible. I believe that there's some things that we just got to go on in in spite of all. In verse number 7, it talked about how uh, that they, so, so these guys decide there's nothing they can do. There's no occasion. We'll talk about this in a moment. There's no occasion, no fault. Uh, there's no error that they can find in Daniel, and so they're going to create something. Truth is, if you're going to do right and follow God and serve God in your life, if the, if the world or those that don't like you, if they can't find something true, they'll make something up. They'll put you in a position that they might be able to create something, a situation where you might fail. So they go to the king and they say, hey, let's make this decree. Here's, here's what he said. He said in verse number 7, he said, uh, he said, uh, talk about this a firm decree uh, that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for 30 days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. So for just for 30 days. That's the thing about this. When I read this in the light of the last couple of years, that's what, I, that's what jumped off the page at me. Just, just for 30 days, O king. 
Listen, and, and you know the side of all these things that, uh, that have gone on. You know the side I, that I stand on, but just for 30 days, just, just put down the things of God just for a little while. No, don't, listen, but King, listen, we, we're going to worship you for the next 30 days, just, just for a little while. Man, there's no pause in, in our service to God. They're, they played to the king's ego and set Daniel up for destruction. They watched, uh, in verse number, uh, they watched where they set this up and, and the king signs this decree and then they watch for him and he goes to his house and he opens the windows and, and he still kneels. In verse number 10, he said he kneeled upon his knee three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. They watched for Daniel to, to continue and reported it to the king. Verse 13, then they said unto the king, or then they said, uh, then... Then answered they and said before the king, That Daniel, which is of the children of the captivity of Judah, regardeth not thee, O king, nor the decree that thou hast signed, but he maketh his petitions three times a day. So they set him up, they trap, they, they, they coerce the king, and then they report him and go back and say, This is what he's doing. You said you couldn't do this. We see how, the, and you know the story, and I'm not going to take the time to go through all of it, but uh, he, 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 uh, the, the king is forced into doing, he, he has favor, Daniel has favor with the king, and he's forced into following out this decree, and they cast him into the den of lions. You know the story how the king, the Bible talked about how that he, he lost his sleep, he lost his rest, he, didn't, he, he, he fasted. I, I don't think he fasted in that sense that he was fasting uh, in the sense that, uh, that we would fast in the New Testament. I, I kind of feel like he was fasting in the sense of, uh, that he lost his appetite. He lost his appetite, he lost his race, uh, his, uh, his, uh, his hunger. He, I don't know what that was, but he lost his sleep, his rest. There's one of the word I was looking for. But he lost these things. I have no idea. Sometimes you open your mouth and things fall out. But, in, but uh, it, it, it bothered him. And in the morning, he goes to the, to the cave, he goes to the den, and he calls to Daniel, and he asks Daniel if he's okay. And Daniel replies back and says, hey, listen, the, the, Lord, the Lord took care of me. The Bible, at the end of this chapter, makes the comment that he's prosperous. So what are some lessons that we can learn from? Here's a couple of things we see. First off, I, I believe that we see that he had, the, in verse number 3, look there for just a second. The Bible said, then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and the princes. Now look what it says. Because he had an excellent spirit. So what can I do? Listen, we, we're living, we're living in, and it's not the same as some of our other, uh, of our Christian brothers that are crossing other lands, uh, but we're living in a time of, of spiritual oppression, a time where, where the world, they, they want our, our story and our message and our songs to be stopped and ceased. We're not, we, uh, but the truth is, is that we can have success in these days, and I'm telling you, Daniel's living in captivity, and the very first thing we see in this chapter is the Bible said he had an excellent spirit. And I read that, I was, I was preaching to the kids the other day, and when I come across that, it just, it, it's like it smacked me in the face, that, that Daniel had an excellent spirit. The spirit of a Christian goes a long way in being prosperous. Here's a couple things I thought about this excellent spirit. First off, uh, I won't bother telling you these things, all three things that Matthew Poole said about this, but he said this about that excellent spirit, that, because, that it was said because he was so noble in spirit. 
and that he, he, he reflected the spirit of the holy God. He had an excellent spirit. What kind of spirit do we have? What is our countenance like? What is our attitude like? There's some people you walk in and listen, you couldn't make them smile. You couldn't make them happy if you gave them all the world. They're just, they're just not happy people. Friday night, we, uh, we had gone off, we were gone for, uh, for Valentine's Day and where Julia and I have this, I'm not going to tell them, it'll be okay, don't look at me like that. She's getting old enough now that when I say her name, she's like, what you should say? But uh, we, 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 go, we try to go out, I take, we go out on a little date, and I love that. I, she's going to outgrow it, I know that, but I, I love doing that. I enjoy it. And so Friday night, we, we took off, and we went to eat, and I said, where do you want to eat? Uh, anywhere, and for years, she has said Chick-fil-A. Like, it's just been, like, that's just the cheapest date I've ever gotten, in my, gotten away with in my life. She's like, hey, Chick-fil-A and a stuffed, a stuffed animal. That's, I, if I could do those two things, I was good. And, but this year, she looked, and she said, Texas Roadhouse. I was like, that's a change. We walked in the door, and when we walked in, we were standing there waiting to go in, and Brother Udi and Sister Udi were coming out. And I just pulled out our phone, and we don't, I, I don't do a lot of pictures and selfies and and but listen if, if my daughter's gonna go out on a date with me, that's worth a picture and so I pulled out my phone I was getting ready to take a picture and they come walking around the corner and Miss Udi started smiling and waving she come around she goes I she's talking about she's gonna photo bomb and so there's a picture of the two of us and Miss Udi in the background going yeah. <laughs> there's something about a, having listen an excellent spirit there's something about, listen, uh, being happy, having joy, uh, being, uh, being an encourager. Uh, Talon Frank's his father. Uh, uh, what's his first name? Tony. One of the most encouraging people I've ever been around in my life. I've never seen him that he wasn't smiling and happy. I don't, he must have bad days, but I've never seen it on his face. I think the Bible is saying that part of, uh, of uh, Daniel's success here was that he just had a good, he had a good spirit about himself. You ought to try that. You ought to practice that a little. See how it goes, right? And so he said he had an excellent spirit. I believe, first off, that, it, that uh, these things that he said, um, I believe it meant that he was happy, encouraging, helpful, that he had a servant spirit. He was not negative about the things of God. You know, he could have sat down if he wanted to and, 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 and grumbled and griped about being in captivity. He could have sat and talked about how repressive everything was, and it was true. But I think his spirit was in spite of all that's going on. I'm just going to be encouraged. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to, listen, when the world sees me, they're going to see Christ. We see he was, that he had an excellent spirit. The reward of this excellent spirit is that you're pleasant to be around. That you're attractive to people. Not in the sense uh, of looks, but in the sense of people want to be around you. Who wants to be around the mulligrubs? That you're just always down. You, you got that Eeyore syndrome. I know that's not Bible, but you know what I mean. Just boom. He's excellent. And then lastly is that you're a reflection of Christ. That excellent spirit indicates a reflection of Christ. Number two, he had an excellent spirit. 
but he also had a faithful testimony. Look at verse number 4. The Bible said in verse number 4, Then the presidents and the princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion nor fault, for as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him, because, uh, and, and so there's no error or, found, or fault found in him. Here's a couple things quickly. It said that he was faithful. The Bible, the, the Scripture said that he was faithful. Now listen, I, and, and, I, and I've got to go quickly, but I want you to hear this. Daniel was faithful to, he was faithful to his testimony. There's something about being faithful that just, that, that opens up doors and avenues of service and success and opportunities because you just said, I'm going to do it anyway. There's two things I thought about, about being faithful. One, it means he was consistent. He just would not stop. Just wouldn't stop. We're just gonna listen. We're just gonna do it. I, I'm just not going to quit. We come down early yesterday morning, and, and uh, they they were uh, uh, Josh and uh, brother Stephen were running in a race. I think maybe Darwin ran in the race as well, and they weren't giving out waters. And we we uh, were out there and passing out waters. And there was a lady out there, very. She, I think we looked it up, and she was 63. And I, she ran that race a lot faster than a whole bunch of people. I was like, man, that's something there now. Do you know what you know what the key to, I think that for her was? She just wouldn't stop. She was consistent. Not only that, what he not he was consistent in it, but he was continuous. He would not stop and he would not quit. He was faithful in his testimony. We gotta be faithful. When I saw that video uh, of those kids creaming that whipped cream in my face, shoving it in there, some of them seemed to enjoy it a little too much. All oh, those kids are grown. All oh, those are out of college. They, they, they've gone on with their life. Can I tell you something? There's something about just being faithful to the testimony and the work that God's given. He was faithful in his testimony. There's much to say there, and we will not. He was faithful. There was no, by the way, that no error there. So it, when he said no error or fault, that has to either be one of two things. Either it's a double, either he's saying the same thing twice repetitively, which is, it speaks volumes in and of itself. In verse number four, where it said, uh, for as much as there was neither error, uh, any error or fault found in him, either he's saying the same thing twice, which speaks highly, or it has to do with this, is that error had to do, that means there that something is amiss. This could, this could speak about his actions. They looked at his actions and said, that we can't find anything wrong with this guy. We can't, because he was faithful, it's not because he was perfect, but because he was faithful to his testimony, spoke to his actions. The word fault there means this has to do with corruption. I got to thinking about how the difference between those two could be, and very well could it be, that the one spoke to his actions, but that fault dealing with, if it deals with corruption, corruption deals with my intent. So maybe his, he, they're, they're, it's saying that they could find no fault in his actions, or his intentions. We can have the right intentions when we have the right, the right action and the wrong intentions and, and they're still fault. Quickly. So he had a faithful testimony. Lastly, and I'm finished. Miss Tracy, if you'll come. He had a dedicated practice. So he had, so if we're going to be successful, he had an excellent spirit. What's your spirit like? Secondly, he had a faithful testimony. God, help us to be faithful to our testimony. Just be faithful. Just keep going. Just keep doing the things that God has given you to do. And lastly, 
<coughs> he had a dedicated practice. In verse number 10, the Bible said, Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being opened in his chamber towards Jerusalem. He kneeled down upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God. The last part there is, as he did aforetime. He was dedicated. This was not new. He didn't sit there and when, when CNN scrolled the thing, said you can't pray for the next 30 days, he didn't go, well, you ain't going to tell me what to do. I'm going to go pray for three days. You ain't telling me nothing. I, matter of fact, I won't do it once. I'll just do it three times. This is something he was already doing. It was something that was already a practice in his life. So we see that he was, he was dedicated. The quality of being dedicated or committed to a task. He was devoted. This was simply a continuation of a practice that he had learned. This is not a new event. He was not deterred. The Bible said he did it three times a day. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. You, you do something three times a day besides eat. Tell me something we do three times a day that we won't, that, uh, besides eat. Deterred aforetime. He did not make this decision when the decree rang out. He made it long before. The truth is, if we're going to be dedicated to our practice, we'll have to make some choices way before we get there. I don't care what they tell me. I'm, I'm going to go to church. I don't care what they tell me. We're going to keep praying. I'm going to keep practicing my faith because by the grace of God, I have made up my mind that there's just some things that I'm going to do. We see his reward. He, because he was dedicated to the practice, he didn't have any choices to make. He simply continued. The stress of the moment was not too high because he because of a choice had already been made. It is difficult to make choices. I, uh, with the school, there's a lot of times that we have to, I feel like I have to make choices, new choices all day, every day, especially in the light of all these health things. All day. Well, tell me, I had a parent a couple weeks ago pull up, well-intended, meant well pull up, and they said, they gave me their kids' symptoms and then said, what do you think I ought to do? You're the father. You're the mother. You decide. And I wasn't, I didn't mean it rude. You're, you do it. Don't ask me. Listen, it's your choice. Figure it out. Here, here are the ramifications. Here, here are the things. To, here are the rules. Again. Well, the new rules, because yesterday's rules aren't changing. So it was a fair question. But you know what? Those, those choices sometimes are hard, and you don't know what to do. Canceling ball games. Because of sickness or weather or whatever. You, you sit there and you say, well, if it's going to rain, and as soon as you cancel a ball game for rain, it won't rain. But as soon as you don't, it's going to pour. There's no winning. The peace, listen, his dedication, you know why it was so, it was so peaceful for him? Because he'd already made a choice. He sat down way before he got there, measured it out, and said, this is what we're going to do. You want to be successful? Man, listen, there... He, it's that we be dedicated to the practice. Have a faithful, be faithful to your testimony. And have an excellent spirit. I'm convinced for a lot of his prosperity. So the outcome was good for Daniel. It, but if it had not been good for Daniel, his prosperity was the same. He was, it was the, his prosperity wouldn't, it wasn't dictated by whether he was good or it went well or went against him. My question is, what are we learning from it? Let's stand our feet ahead, our bowed eyes closed.
give it a verse of invitation. I told you I wouldn't. 701, I did good. How about that? There's some lessons we can learn. Do you want to be successful? you want to be prosperous? you want to accomplish much with your life? Have the right spirit.